Hey, time to shine today, Varsity Squad. It's Scott Ferguson here, and I am super stoked to bring you this interview that I did with T. Shane Johnson. He is a Marine veteran, or a veteran of the United States Marines. He has been seen on Forbes Business, Fox Business, USA Today. A fantastic story about a true go-giver that's always getting after it. He's a motivational speaker, does keynotes across the United States. He's actually covered over 6,000 miles uh, raising money for veteran suicide awareness. So you're going to pick up some solid, solid knowledge nuggets in this interview. So sit back, relax, get out your notepad, because here comes T. Shane Johnson. Let's level up. Hey, hey, time to shine, Varsity Squad. I am super stoked. I get uh, my guy T. Shane Johnson that's coming on today. Uh, wait till you hear the story. It's amazing. But I'm going to run in a little bit about what T. Shane is all about. T. Shane's a motivational speaker, corporate sales coach, and Marine Corps veteran, Semper Fi. As a motivational speaker, T. Shane is a road warrior running from coast to coast to inspire the homeless veterans community and raises awareness about veteran suicide. Covering 6,000 miles, nine states, speaking in 30-plus cities, helping over 10,000 homeless veterans while raising hundreds of thousands of dollars in nonprofit funds. He does all this while successfully operating three businesses and get this, squad, a three-time author and a two-time Amazon bestseller. It's crushing it. His tactics offer a fresh, inspiring message focusing on proven tactics that launch individuals and organizations beyond current ex expectations. And boy, T. Shane has a story to tell you on how all this came inspired. So welcome to the show, Leatherneck. Could you quickly share with the Varsity Squad your favorite color and why? Blue. Uh, blue is my favorite because it's my little girl's favorite. She loves blue. I love blue. <laughs> Whatever she loves, I'm down for it. So blue it is. Lot, you know, it's funny. Is a lot of the veterans that I'll um, interview, they'll say red because it's a go, go, go. I think deep down inside, you might be a little bit of red too. Yeah. Girl brings you down a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you know, man, when you become a father of a little girl, you know, it's like you become a killer in a whole different way, right? You, right. you focus on everything <laughs> around her. So it's, it, she'll break you down in five seconds, but anybody mess with her and the Marine comes out real It's bad. done. It's, yeah. it's over. It's over. So, man, I'm going to just kind of shut up because you told me a little bit about your story before and I've read about you. You've been on Forbes. You've been in the top publications. So why don't you tell me a story how this all got started? Well, wow. That's actually a long story. So I'll give you the Reader's Digest. So the, the gist of it is I think I did pretty much the basic platform of any potential you know, military person. I grew up in a small town. You know, My dad was a single dad. I had a younger brother that was blind and mentally handicapped. I had a younger sister. So my dad used to work, he was a prison guard for almost 40 years. And, um, you know, we lived probably 12, 13 miles away from town out in the middle of nowhere in Arcadia, Florida. And, um, you know, so I became the, the, the responsible one to take care of my siblings, um, started as an entrepreneur at almost 12, 13 years old. I was selling, um, uh, now I can say this, but when I was 12 or 13 years old, I was selling little half bottles of Michelob lights to uh, canoers that would come down the river. Uh, I'd, ru I'd run up to the house and, and sell them for like $35 and just made a killing off of it. Uh, it was a really cool story. And uh, so then, uh, you know, I, I had the opportunity to join the Marine Corps. I wanted to, I wanted to you know, be the best. So I joined the Marines, uh, left the small town, um, had the opportunity from the Marine Corps to earn the title of being a Marine. 
I was very fortunate. I graduated honor grad. I was you know, number one in my class. Uh, Meritoriously promoted three times uh, before I even got to, I was Lance Corporal by the time I got to the fleet. And, um, and I joined 3rd Battalion, 4th Marines and infantry, you know, ground pounder and spent about a year and a half with them. And then I went to battalion recon uh, in Camp Pendleton, Margarita uh, during 98 to 02. Uh, during that time, I was going through recon introduction platoon, and we were pretty underfunded. So I was part of a OJT program. I didn't go to actual ARS or VRC. They kept us in house because there was just a handful of us. And I, this I'm is post nine eleven, right? Um, actually, it's prior to nine eleven. Prior, no, that's right. You said ninety eight. Yep, sorry. Yep, go ahead. Yep. So um, we were going through all of that training. Um, the operators were prepping for combat dive. We were just basically getting haze, having a good time in pre scuba, just so the best shape of our lives. We had a 72, uh, for those of you who aren't in the military, kind of a free weekend to get away and, and, and not be hazed. So Liberty. I took it. And, yeah, exactly. And uh, I dipped out. And um, I was riding a motorcycle, came off the back of the base. There was some gang members that were targeting military. They hit me with a car. I caught the corner of a brick house at 45 miles an hour. Broke my entire chest plate, collarbone, right hand, shoulder blade. Every single rib was broken and shattered, not cracked, literally broken and shattered. Uh, cut all my major organs, kidney, spleen, liver put three fifty cent size old pieces into my lungs. Um, and my left bicep was lacerated and I was bleeding out. I think your body holds about six pints. I lost four pints of blood. When I hit the ground, um, I, I, I was very fortunate. Um, it didn't knock me out. I, I hit the ground and they, they kicked me and robbed me, kind of left me for dead. And uh, because of the neighborhood and the gang, you know, no one would really help me. So I walked two blocks to a fire station, taking one full breath every minute with my right hand over my left bicep, kind of keeping the blood um, from pouring out all over, even though it was all over the ground. Uh, got there, a helicopter came in, got a Bay flight, took me in. I flatlined out the first time uh, on the helicopter, flatlined out the second time as soon as we land, and flatlined out the third time a little bit as we got into, uh, got in. And once that all happened, uh, see, I lost 54 pounds in two weeks, had to learn how to walk, talk, breathe again. Um, actually ended up going back to my unit about six months later. I was, you know, what they would consider fully operational. Um, I was back PTN. I was able to run three miles in about 18, 19 minutes back to doing pull-ups, back to doing my sit-ups again. How much time was had passed since about, then? About six months. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, and then, uh, 9-11 happened. Uh, I was right at the end of getting out and, um, and it was time for me to re-enlist. And I went to the dive locker and uh, asked Gunny, you know, Gunny, hey, you want to re-enlist? I want to go with you guys over. They were going to hit Hawaii and then, and then head over. And uh, he wouldn't let me re-sign. He said, um, you know, you've, you've, you've faced death many times before. You've lived. There's a reason why you should be here. You need to get out. He goes, you need to go head over there and, and check out that box in the corner. So I was like, all right, whatever, Gunny, fine. I walk over to the box. I look over and it says Johnson dead on it. And um, they had packed up all of my stuff because back to command, they had told them I, I, I had died. I wasn't going to live. They didn't think I was going to make it. So it's a pretty interesting thing in your life when you take to, to go over and you open up a box that has your, your last name on it, you know, which is also your first name in the military. Um, and then it says, you know, you're dead. dead. Puts things yeah. into perspective a little bit. So uh, that's pretty much the, the claim to fame story of me dying and coming back. And then I, I just... I got out. I didn't have a transition problem, you know, like I hear a lot nowadays. I just went to work. Uh, it's kind of how it works. You know, got bills to pay, family to take care of, so you go get a job. Right. Got a job. Um, fortunately, landed. I was selling gym memberships, and then I, I had an opportunity between selling Boston Market Chicken as a manager and uh, getting into the mortgage business. And uh, at the time, it was just, I don't know, opportunity meets luck meets a whole other bunch of things, early 2000s. 
I decided to pick the mortgage industry over <laughs> Boston Market Chicken, um, and and not for any reason other than the fact that you know somebody laid a sixty six thousand dollar check in a month in front of me, um, which wow. is a great story. I was you know negative one hundred eighty bucks in my account. I, I didn't have any money. I was struggling. You know, pretty good entrepreneurial right you know, story. And uh, you know, uh, forty five days later, I I beat the top sales guy, made sixty eight thousand dollars, and forever changed my life in the business. So. Um, During that time, you know, I've, I've been in real estate agent since 98 and we were pretty much starting to print money right about the time you got into it. Yeah, it was, it was the crazy, I mean, if it, I, you know, I get, I, I travel all around the country and, um, you know, I've, I've coached some, some major corporations and companies and sometimes I feel like I cheat them a little bit because, you know, they'll say, you know, how did you become a seven figure earner at 23, 24 years old? And, and it's like, you kind of give the candid answer, you know, or the canned answer of just, oh, it's hard work, you know? And it's like, man, I don't know. That was just a really great time combined with hard work, you know? I mean, right. I, I just, I'm, you know, I'm Marine. I just kept going, doing the work, put in. And then, you know, my father taught me that way. I don't want to give it all to the Marine Corps, but my father taught me that way as well. Like, just put the work, outwork the next guy. They would leave. I just keep working, smiling and dialing and putting in the effort. I mean, man, when somebody lays that kind of money down in front of you, you've never seen That's that big. change your whole life. You just do what Absolutely. you got to do, you know? So, yeah. So you move out of, so you're, you're working in mortgage and what, what happens next you to get into this superstar kind of scenario that you're in right now, helping people and being a go-giver. So how did that work? It, well, yeah, that was a, you know, as they say, it's 15 years to an overnight success. So, right. um, you know, it, it, it really was kind of that, you know, I mean, in, as a gist of it, you know, the 2008 recession happened. Um, I ended up homeless for about two years. Uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina, you know, um, and then, you know, went through some experiences with that. And then I, you know, learned about diversification as an entrepreneur. You know, at the time, I think I was just a really high paid salesperson. I didn't understand entrepreneurship. So for myself, um, I started to learn to diversify my businesses and kind of understand branding. To be honest with you, um, as a speaker, I, I didn't think I had enough credibility. You know, I was always following people like Zig Ziglar and Les Brown. And I've never been a huge Tony Robbins fan, even though we, same as, we share the same you know, birthdays and a lot of similarities. <laughs> right. Um, it, it was just, it, I just never really kind of got sold into it. I really liked Zig Ziglar and Les Brown a lot. I like their delivery. I like that it's very wholesome. You know, I like that if I wanted to bring my kids to it, they could, they could learn a lot from sure. it. You know, there wasn't a lot of F-bombs going around with it. So right. I, I really enjoyed that platform. So when I listened to their story, I didn't think I really had the credibility that justified being a speaker. And so I you really didn't feel you had the identity because I'm hearing as we have parallel <laughs> stories is that I, you know, was printing money as well. In 08, I was living in a house that I had listed as a short sale with my dog <laughs> because <laughs> the people had moved out and I had lived there. And I just kind of came back, which correct me if I'm wrong, but you didn't, you weren't raised with the identity of money and what it can actually do for you. I was right? actually, I, I think, yeah. So I think a good way that I've learned to put that in is, is that when you're poor, you justify not having money by working really hard. Mm. Like, I find that, Great explanation. that I find that people that when I have a discussion with them about money, especially in America, when someone thinks they've got a lot of money, they think they either stole it or they they've taken it from people. It has a really bad connotation where, whereas like when you're poor, it's like, Oh, I work really hard. I work for my hard for my money. Right. And, and I didn't learn until later on in life. That was kind of an ignorant statement because right. it's not about that. You know, it's about being able to help and, and do more. So yeah, it was an identity thing. I thought that I, I had to work a whole bunch and do all of these things and have this big reason to, to justify being a great speaker. Excellent. So you're doing this, the, the, the cross country run. I just want to clarify, you actually ran across the country 
Yeah. So um, I just finished my going on fifth year. I think starting to blend together now, but I literally run every day, 22 miles a day for 65 days straight. And this last time I did it um, with, well, the last two years I've done it carrying a 100 pound pack. Rock rucksack or like a, wow. Okay. So let me ask you something. You and I are cut from the same sheath with being veterans and whatnot. We're always giving back to our veteran community. I'm part of the veterans professional network here in Florida and we help the homeless. And when they transition, I'll help get them jobs and also suicide prevention as well. So I love that that's what you do about it. And you and I vibe on the same length, but what did your family think about you kind of stepping out, doing this running thing? Were they supportive or they like, man, get a job or like, what, what are they, what what are they thinking? Well, no, I mean, I mean, how you live your life is how it should be at home too, right? I mean, it shouldn't be two separate things. I mean, my family understands that, you know, our job as a family is if we're in a position of strength first, not weakness, but if we're in a position of strength to get back, it's our, it's our responsibility to do that. You know, I don't think it's necessarily a, a pick one or the other. I mean, a family does things together, i.e. the word family. So, you know, our position is, is that we all play an off, a, a big role in it. I mean, my daughter and I, she's five years old and she's already got her name on, a, on what's going to be, you know, a best-selling book. You know, we, we wrote a book together because it's, it's important that, you know, a byproduct of the people that run into these situations all starts back because of the family. Sure. Um, it really goes back to, you know, the senior level executives that want to pay a bunch of money for coaching, realizing that they need to pay more money about, you know, learning how to be at home with their kids. So um, <laughs> it, it, it's really, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's the reality of it all. So they were extremely supportive. Like anything else, I mean, I think family misses you when you're along the road, you know, but, but they go along. My daughter runs some of the runs with me. You know, uh, we, we all kind of do everything together. It's not necessarily like there's only a few times where, and plus they see me on TV all the time too, you know, so they're always like, oh, there's daddy and oh, that's cool. And they're doing radio spots. And so I, I don't want to say well, I was really away from them very much. We're kind of all together. You're always in, in connect and, and that, that's awesome. Sure. So you have this company, you run three successful businesses and you're writing books. So obviously you have some solid leadership skills. So all the people out there that are listening in my varsity squad out there in time to shine, what makes a good leader t shane um i think that's kind of a loaded question i think it depends on the segment of where you're at and kind of personality right i think our generation is a very you know do as i say do don't you know do as i do don't do as i say do sort right. of thing you know what i'm saying um absolutely instant willingness and obedience to all orders i think is probably a better platform to put it on i mean we just we trust in our leaders so we don't need to ask questions i mean that's the kind of the point of having a leader is to give you that flexibility to say man i don't need to ask questions because i know this person's going to get it done whereas in this last hike when i worked with a lot of active duty military they want to ask 100 questions from their leaders and then their leaders want to be a lot more passive so I think it goes down to like, think, think about like a, you know, when you do a normal, um, uh, oh, what's the, I'm, I can see it right in my head. I'm trying to think of organizational chart and you look at organizational chart and you see like one where the top is the CEO, you got two VPs, you've got general managers, you got your employees. That's right. one perspective, right? Is the leader at the top is a strategic thinker and help to help lead the ship. And then they have the other side where you take the organizational chart and you flip it upside down, right? And you flip it upside down and the leaders on the bottom and they're looking up at their employees versus down at their employees leading from that direction. Got and it. So I, I think there's different types of leaders for different techniques and people. I don't think there's one leader that fits all. I think for me, what I enjoy is I don't like swivel chair leaders. 
Um, and I think, I think a lot of people would agree with that. You know, no, sure. good, no good decisions made from a swivel chair. So if I'm going to ask you to do something like as a speaker, I was just having a conversation with my publicist yesterday. She says, Oh, we've got this big giant festival, you know, um, up in New York, that's a fitness thing. And they want you to come up there and be their motivational speaker. And I was like, I said, great. I said, why don't I break the world record that I'm going to do this year up there? And she's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, that's 12 hours of push-ups, you know, for 19,000 push-ups. Why would you do that? And I said, if I'm going to stand on a stage and tell people about what I do, wouldn't it be better if I'm doing it versus talking about what I did 10 years ago? 12,000 push-ups? 19,000 push-ups. Oh, 19,000 push-ups. For, for 12 hours, yeah. Wow. And, and just like I did with the last, last hike I did, I set a world record for the fastest one mile carrying a 100-pound pack in front of 20,000 fans in the middle of a football game. And I spoke to the team prior to and, and did it. I mean, I just think it's important that if we're going to say something, that we're actively doing it. So Lead by example. Can be expired. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Beautiful. So you, it seems like you got a lot, you had some serious downs at one time and you got a lot of ups. But what, if you can recall, I'm sure there's a couple of them, but recall what was your worst entrepreneur, entrepreneurial moment? Yeah, there's a lot of those. Um, that's <laughs> probably a lot more downs than ups. Right, um, right. I, I think maybe one that that people can relate to the most is is you know your 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 family is an interesting thing. Your friends and family are very interesting. When you're this type of person that has this just undying desire and fire in your belly, and only you know it. It's the hardest thing to communicate. You know, when you're in the business of communication. And everyone questions everything that you're doing, every ability, um, you know, they, they all want you to be safe. They all try to sell you on those things. And, and when I really went out to be a speaker about two years ago, cause I was in you know, a full blown mortgage business and, um, and you know, people like, Oh, you know, there's great money to be made in that. Why are you doing it? And, and you're making this, you know, you're going to run across America. You're going to do all this stuff and you're going to get back. And why would you leave this cushy thing? And it was interesting because everybody questioned every step of that. And I never felt more alone in my life, you know, I mean, there's been a lot of times, but when you're an entrepreneur and when you're a risk taker, when you're willing to go above and beyond, people are so scared of it that they, they, they take that away from you. And it's a very lonely feeling. Oh, yeah. you know, Felix Dennis, the founder of Maxim Magazine, I always loved his approach. He uh, wrote a book called, um, I think it's Get Rich. And I loved that book because he was so, he's British and he's just to the point, you know, no fluff to it. And he was like, being successful is the most lonely position in the world because no one understands you. No one understands what you're trying to go through. And that sucks because you know, you, you, you know, and, and the great thing about it is when you become successful, you, you want to give to everybody, you yeah. know, you know, like, yeah, you uh, know, you're going to give it to people, yeah. you know, you're going to help them out, you know, and it makes you question humanity quite a bit because right. you're doing it honestly to fulfill a void to, to give and to deliver more people. So when I decided I wanted to be a speaker, that was, that was probably a pretty lonely time. So T, Tisha, what was that aha moment then, man, when, when you're a mortgage broker and then you, that aha moment, that's like, I'm going to be a speaker. I'm going to fire people up. I'm going to motivate them, get them leveling up their life. As we say here in time to shine. Um, it was my third, second hike across America. I was in Las Vegas at a homeless shelter and I was giving a speech to corporate executives with Caesars entertainment. Um, in addition to some homeless veterans that were battling a drug addiction. And it was kind of a dynamic thing as a speaker because you have to switch audiences. You know, you can't say the same thing to one versus the other. So right. I was kind of switching back and forth in my conversation. And I took a second to look at the the veterans that were there. And I said, you know, thank you. I said, you, you know, you're my version of Rambo. 
you know, um, had you not served or taken the time to serve and inspired and, and laid that path of continuing the tradition, you know, especially as the Marine Corps, you know, maybe I wouldn't have seen that as, as a vision. You're, you're truly a hero. And I don't mean a hero in a loosely turn just to try to sell you a product like everybody does nowadays. Right. I mean it in the sense of as a, as someone who had lost that. Um, I walked over to the truck after I was done. This Marine comes up to me and he had sunglasses on. And he pulls his sunglasses on. His eyes was red and he was crying. And, and he says, um, you know, this morning when I got up, I'm, I put a gun in my mouth and I didn't want to live today, right? And he says, you know, I lost my business. I was a very successful business. And my wife left me. My kids disowned me. And he looked right in the face and he goes, and then this morning they took my dog. And it doesn't seem like much to maybe when you hear this this, you know, this oh, podcast, but what he was saying was, is there is the only thing, and that's goes back to what you asked me a second ago. The only thing that gave him 100% unconditional love that trusted him more than anything in the world. And no matter how much he failed, looked at him like he's everything. And they took that from him. And once you've taken that from somebody, you know, took their soul. Why? You know? And he goes, he looked right at me and he goes, but today after hearing you, he goes, I don't need that anymore. And I can make it happen. Man, and I just, I quit. I literally quit everything. Like probably the next day, I think it was. And I was like, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. Like there's something, something more here. That's a a huge aha moment, brother. It's crazy. So you you put all this stuff together that you've did, you know, from serving our country to becoming a successful mortgage broker to, to writing books, to keeping our veterans from taking their lives, raising money. What's the one thing that you know for sure out of all this? That, that I'm going to be a great father for my daughter. I mean, all this, all, all this has to do with, with leaving a legacy to my daughter. I mean, it's, it's, it, it, I, was, I was coaching a bunch of real estate agents or broker yes, brokers yesterday, and they were like, you know, you do all this for the money and blah, blah, blah. And, and they were asking me, you know, because they're trying to be motivated. They're young. They're into the business. And, and I said, you know, honestly, I said, I, I do this to make money for the, for the reasons why I don't want people on the streets. You know, um, if I can help you become a six or seven figure earner, you're not going to be a failed entrepreneur that's going to be on the streets or your children won't be a byproduct of, of lack thereof income. And, um, what I've seen on the streets really comes down to, and again, I, this is a segment thing. This isn't a, a broad spectrum. It's a segment thing for me is that I noticed that the, the females, you know, they just didn't have the male support around you know, fathers were just gone. So all of this stuff I'm doing, people are like, wow, it's so awesome. I'm like, because I have a five-year-old daughter that has to one day look for somebody that she can feel inspired by, you know, when she starts dating at 65 years old, you know, and she gets the opportunity to, um, to be a part of that. Um, I need her to have somebody that she can at least mirror that with. And I mean, all this is for my daughter. I mean, that's everything what it's goes all back, giving yeah. back. That's yeah. awesome. Priorities are on point. So what would the T Shane Johnson tell the 18 year old T Shane Johnson? Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He hasn't, I, he hasn't really experienced anything. What would you lay any foundation for him, or just say, just live life and just play the game as it goes along. I, and, I mean, I mean, we're, we are, <laughs> You know, humans, we think we're so smart. We think we have control over everything. You know, we think that we can control it. It's not, that's not how life works. It doesn't work that way. I think life comes at you and it's dependent on how you react to it. You know, so if I told myself anything different, I wouldn't be sitting here having a conversation with you today, having breakfast with my daughter this morning. And I would change change that for the world. I mean, look, man, you're asking a person who died three times and met God. Right. 
I know what's there, you know, know what's there. So you could share pretty much with any age of the T shade Johnson, of course. Let me ask you something without your cell phone. What are the three things you can't live without? With my daughter. That'd be one. I think if I lost her, that'd be over. Done. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, number two, what could I live without? And probably, probably the gym. I love the gym. It's kind of getting my body right. I, I really enjoy that. And honestly, my, my, my audience, um, would be third, you know, the people that I connect with on a daily basis, the stories, the, the, uh, you know, I mean, it's so funny as a speaker, you feel like, you know, people think, Oh, you're giving me so much. And as a speaker, you're really just speaking what you feel. And they're just filling that void. For I you. find so, the same thing, brother. I mean, I'm it's up like, there. yeah, it's like people just change your life and listening to how they're inspired. So just, just the fact that there's still hope. I love that, man. I love that, man. And then kind of one of our last questions before we get in the, you know, level up lightning round, and I think I already know the answer with you, but what's your definition of a life well-lived? Yeah. Again, another loaded question. I think <laughs> it, I mean, that's a great question it, from, for me um, is a better way to say it. For me, it's to know that I can get up every day and be the best dad I can be. Love it. I mean, You're that's, a total that's, go-giver, man. You're yeah, always given. My daughter is, man, she is, you know, I think, for parents, you know, when you have a child, it is the best versions of you. You know, she just got selected for gymnastics team and she's the youngest person that they've, they requested the team. They didn't even have her try out. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to be the worst father in the world. Like, I just know I was sitting there like, oh, okay, we got to get back. You're going to be training. We're going to kick butt, you know? And she's like, yeah, daddy, we're winners. And I'm like, that's right. We are winners. You know, we were just listening to music, having a good time about it, you know, and just having fun. And I just love her confidence. You know, it's, it's, I was a complete introvert as a kid and watching her, she's such an extrovert and uh, right. it's just a, a, an extreme fulfillment. So I think it really comes down to just, just being the best daggum father I can be and, and, and hoping that she leaves a legacy in life and that, you know, um, it just, I don't know. It's just everything. I'm sure she has a ton of lessons. She teaches you along the way as well. I, I mean, more than, I mean, she, children are the best example of motivational speakers all day long. They wake up every day happy for just the smallest things. I mean, it's, it's just great. You know, like when she wants to do breakfast, like daddy, I want to help. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's help. Let's do it. Right. You know? Always be open to that. Don't be too busy. I tell people all the time, if you're paying attention to your phone more than you're paying attention to your child, someone else is going to give that attention. It's going to be the wrong person. So take the time. That. That's you know, take- awesome. I'm going to actually note that. Yeah. Other people. All right, man. Okay. Level up lightning round. Again, loaded questions. We could talk for 20 minutes on each one of these, but five to seven seconds. Just give it, give it to me straight. All right. Okay. No matter how stupid they are. (laughs) All right. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Fear of failure. Got it. What is the best level up advice you've ever received? Work five years like nobody wants to live the rest of your life like nobody can. Love it. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Hmm. Maybe more character. I just don't quit. Love it. That's, that's awesome. Other than tshaneinspires.com, give me another in my squad, another internet resource where they should visit. Um, www.tshaneinspires.com. You mentioned that one, Carolina Mortgage Firm. That's another company that I own. Um, and then, of course, Amazon. They can check out all of my books there as well. Of course, Time to Shine today as well. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, you're not. It's good. <laughs> and Time to Shine, everyone. Make sure you visit there. That's it. All right. Obviously, you're a reader. You're a leader. Recommend a book to share and why? Real quick. 
Well, I think Think and Grow Rich is a classic. I mean, you just <laughs> yeah, can't go right wrong here. with that book. Yeah, I mean, just it, it's 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 a it's a great easy read. It's yeah. a um, and and it just talks about the main thing, you know, about burning desire and going through. It. It's just and it's a class. It's just it holds true for so many years. And I think if anybody, I make my so I have a uh, I have a fourteen year old stepdaughter. And one of the things that we do is I pay her um, allowance to read books, not to do chores. So she reads motivational books and she has to give me a, a chapter outline um, every time when we're done um, and earn and then speak about it in okay. front of me, stand up. Yeah. So uh, I give her 20 bucks. She'll do a book. She finishes. She writes the story and then she stands up and speaks. So that way she can articulate the message. Um, and Think and Grow Rich is, is by far her favorite. Oh man, she's going to be on the dais with us very soon. I can mm -hmm. see that right now. Yeah, she'd love that. All right, last question: Best decade of music: seventies, eighties, or nineties? Classic rock, seventies. There you go, my man. We definitely got to hook yeah. up. We meet. Mm -hmm. All right, man. So tell us how we can find you and leave us with one last knowledge nugget that you want to stand out above all you said. Absolutely. So um, on any social media handle whatsoever, at T Shane Johnson. Um, you type that in, you'll find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. Um, you'll be able to find me anywhere on utilizing that handle. Um, as far as uh, last, last nugget, um, look, at, you know, if you're listening to this, there is at least one person that is listening to this that's going through something. There's got, you know, something hard in your life, um, some type of struggle, anything. And the thing I want you to remember is just always, no matter what best lesson I ever learned in my life when it comes to the Marine Corps, just keep your feet moving. Never, ever, ever stop because everybody wants you to. Everybody's looking forward to it. Everybody wants you to quit to make them feel justified that you're that it's okay for them to be a loser. Don't. Don't give in to it. Keep pushing. Don't listen to the noise. Don't listen to the demons. And that applies to everything from business to life to personal to any mental things that you're having going on, relationships. You know, you, you bear down, you grit, you take another foot and you put it in front of the other and you just keep on going and live your dreams because as someone who has shared the same room as the God almighty on the deathbed. I will tell you that don't worry. He's got you. Everything is okay. So just keep another foot in front of the other and keep on moving. All right, squad. You heard that. If you're going to, if you feel like you failed, make sure you fail forward, keep moving forward at all times. It's like we always say here at time to shine today to level up. You need to surround yourself with top notch people who are always leveling up their health, leveling up their wealth. And I am so privy and grateful Shane, that you're part of our squad now, and thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure. Thank you, All sir. Right. Virtual fist pump. Boom. Boom. All right, brother. All right. Wow. My mind is blown by that interview that I just had with T. Shane Johnson. Things that really stood out to me and kind of knowledge nuggets that he really dropped, that he gives his family so much credit, not just his young daughter, but also, his father had a say in a lot of how he was molded. And that's awesome that he was able to uh, to pick up steps from people that he learned to trust and maybe even loved along the way. I mean, this guy ran 6,000 miles across the country. How selfless is that? I mean, raising money for veteran suicide and really wanting to touch people's lives. His aha moment about the veteran crying and really just him just saying, I'm dropping everything and moving forward with this. That's That's just crazy. That, that's awesome. I picked up so many knowledge nuggets from T. Shane, and, I'm, and he motivates me, and I know that he motivated you. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Go to our Facebook page, Time to Shine Today, 
and leave us a little comment on what you thought about T. Shane's uh, interview that he just did. He how about how about the what he does with his even his stepdaughter about how he has her read to make money, read and give a report. I mean, how inventive is that? That's just awesome. You know, I, I give him so much credit for everything he does, and I was privy that he came on and shared his story with you, my squad. I mean, you hear me every day, but this guy is just a whole other level, and I'm willing to say that and admit it. So just the guy believes in a persistence that doesn't recognize failure, and when he fails, he fails forward, and he gets back up, bites down the mouthpiece, and moves forward. So again... Hope you enjoyed this as half as much as I did. And let's stay humble, stay hungry, level up our health, level up our wealth, because it's your time to shine. Hey, hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine today. If you're a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on our podcast, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope you will help support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson. Until next time, level up. It's your time to shine.